0: It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. All right, good evening, Race Chat Live fans. Chris, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Listen, I got to ask you something before we get uh, before we get started. And I want to, and you hold off on this answering this question. We'll get back to it once Taz gets here in a couple of minutes.
1: <clears throat>
0: Chase Elliott failed pre racing pre race inspection, not once but twice. You think that was on purpose? Of to course. show what a badass to show what a badass car he really truly had, because he was dominant all day. That car was like a rocket ship on rails. But uh congratulations to Chase Elliott. He's only the third. Yeah. I know you can't we can only count to three. Sometimes we can get to nine. Um the third father-son combination to ever win the uh, championship in the Cup Series. Can you tell me the other two? I certainly can. Do you want me to give them to you now? Or wait until I look them up on Wikipedia? (laughs) Don't call me (laughs) Dale Jarrett. Yeah, you you had, uh, yeah. So it was uh, the the Jarrett family. Yeah, and and, uh, let's see, uh, what was the other one? Oh, the Petty family, right? That's right. That's right. Lee and Richard, N- Ned and Jer- and Dale, and now Bill and Chase. And I'm sure you and see the race number, chat live They just Bernhardt and Junior. You noticed that, Correct. Right? Yeah. Correct. It, I think it was kind of like... Well, I mean, uh, this is going to be an unfair comparison in, in reality, but you'll get what I'm comparing. <clears throat> Dale and Junior being able to do that would be like Richard and Kyle. Kyle had eight wins, eight or nine wins in his in his, and they call it a storied career. Um, but I do believe his first win was at Riverside. I mean, I could be wrong, and if let me see if I can Google it quick uh, to see if I'm correct. But so, how is everything before we get? Started on the truck series and, and, uh, the Xfinity series, where is, how is everything in your neck of the woods with the storms and the, uh, the for his first race was at the Talladega 500. His first win was at, uh, Richmond. So it wasn't at Riverside. Started with an R, but, uh. And his last win came nine years later, at the Miller Genuine Draft 500 at Dover. So both races were sponsored by Miller. The first race was sponsored by Miller High Life. The second one was Miller Genuine Draft 500. So uh, there we have our file. Yes, and that's courtesy of Google. Uh, Because in my house, I'm always wrong, so we go to Google. But it made me right. Right, I'm I may be wrong, but, never but I may be right. I may be wrong, exactly. but I may be right. <laughs> hey, uh, who sang that? <laughs> hey, I don't know. More to music. Who sang it? I don't yes, know, but whoever it cool was, please let them need to ask the damn question. Who sang it? You <laughs> may be wrong, but you may. Be
1: right. <laughs> Billy Joel, of course. And we probably should
0: let Billy sing it.
1: <laughs> just same. Yeah, no doubt.
0: So, how is everything down in in Suba, Mississippi? Well, everything's great. Yep, yeah, we no we, big storms. No, no, we're we're good. We are we are good. We're we're clear of that, and uh, yeah, we're just settling in for the fall weather. We're still I I, I haven't had a pants day Bite yet. Me. I'm, I'm still me. wearing shorts uh bite me yeah i mean uh, i think i put a jacket on maybe once already this season bite me uh bite me yeah yeah uh we're still getting haircuts and uh and and uh you know we're able to go outside and, and go shopping and i like uh, can you go to the bars past 10
1: o'clock?
0: Uh, yeah sure i mean you know i'm i'm sure that you can here tonight uh, Yeah. And and
1: so that's after tonight and then tomorrow tomorrow night, right? Oh my god. How
0: can you do karaoke after how can you do karaoke before ten PM? I mean you're not good enough to be drunk yet to be before ten PM. Actually you cannot do karaoke period in New York State. Because you're literally singing and singing is against the law. Correct. That is beautiful. Um, you can't even. Well, it's not against states of America. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding. Well, no, we're the divided <laughs> states of America right now. We're getting ready to have a civil oh, war. I'm wearing. I'm bringing a. I'm bringing a crossbow <laughs> and a tutu. I've got. I've got some patches. Do I need to send
1: them to you? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I'll put you on the mailing list. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, oh
0: no, here God. in New York we
2: State, we're to tomorrow, tomorrow we night to at 10 o'clock. The most,
0: the most political thing that we'll even cross today is none other than who? Well, we won't Some talk about him. <laughs> yeah, we won't <laughs> talk about him. He'll probably end yeah, up getting absolutely. NASCAR's most popular driver award and beat Chase out, because if he doesn't, he'll get nailed for – NASCAR will get nailed for racism. Well, Mr. CJ like we want Danica Patrick to – to, to continue to hold that role, even though uh, she's been retired from racing for several seasons. Now. But, thank God, but you know it's not the same. I can't bust on her every week for wrecking a two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollar race car. It's kind of like now we got to go to Richie <laughs> Stenhouse. Just wait until the but pressures anyway. on. Wait until the pressures on Bubba, and we'll get to see that week in week out. Uh, the DanimaNia will uh, officially be Bubba Mania. Yes, and um, getting back to this whole thing, and then we'll get into this Boba Wallace. Are we doing and, a show? Uh, Are we live? 20- is that, is, yeah, we're uh, live. We're oh, live. We're oh live. wow! We, yeah, we probably need to get back to. We probably need to get back on script then. Yeah, well, well we don't have a script. This to this is this is the longest weekly episodic <laughs> podcast I think on. hear that? On yeah, Blog Talk that? Radio. That was me throwing invisible paper. Across the room. Yes. Do you like I it? heard no, that. Did you hear it? <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. I think I caught it up here in New York. For those of you who just <laughs> tuning into this show we call Race Chat Live. <laughs> it is a complete and utter uh poop show this week as we're still reeling from the election. Um, I didn't know two presidents could have an election lasting this long. Uh oh it's it's just it- begun. Uh, they, might years. Years. they might just
1: they – they, the <laughs> they might want to call the doctor. They might <laughs> want to call
0: the doctor. But anyway, um, 23XL – they, they said we could move to Canada. We could run away to Canada. But Canada closed their borders. What the hell yes, do we the, do? I guess we just Canada go to Canada don't want us. Mexico
2: don't want, <laughs> us. Mexico <laughs> don't want us either.
0: So, uh, yeah, nobody's going anywhere around here. Yeah, no. Um in New York State, tomorrow night after 10 o'clock, bars must close, restaurants must move to curbside service, and uh, movie theaters will be shut down again. So – and they're blaming it on Halloween and all the Halloween parties. But nobody the from my Halloween party Halloween. that I did – nobody, I blamed, nobody got sick from the Halloween party that I DJ'd, so that's all well and good, and I'm good with that. But, uh, yeah, there is no dancing at any events here in New York State. And uh, if you get caught dancing, if someone from the state comes in and, and Dictator Cuomo's office comes in, it is a fifteen thousand dollar fine per <laughs> vendor. 15-15. you know what the
2: basic bottom of this?
0: Let me let me let me just stop you right there because I want I want to enlighten our friends and family of just how re- this really is. Because I take you back to August where we had 3,000 people stuffed in a, you know, 40-acre lot, okay, standing on top of each other. And not one damn COVID case was announced. Not one damn time did anybody that went to the Southern Street Stock Nationals say that they got COVID, COVID-19, <laughs> I mean— how can you have 3,000 people in one spot and not a damn covid I, I, outbreak? But but you know maybe it's because I guess we just don't get tested around here. You know, I mean <laughs> well if you don't get tested don't, it doesn't exist. Well I I think that's kind of the point, right Craig? That's kind of the point. Uh yeah. That's that's that is the point. Don't get tested.
2: <laughs> and then, and don't then get tested. the
0: numbers will go down. The numbers are going right. down because we're not tested. And people who are people do not understand what you're saying. But the fact of it is that since you have a 99% livability rate with this COVID-19, then, you know, you might be that 1% that has to get tested. And it's like, damn, he died of COVID and how horrible that is. But, Craig, we've got to go back. we got – I mean – Guys, y'all are, y'all been up there in the Stone Ages for almost a year now. I mean, you're, you're not even going to know how to... Imagine the 18-year-old boys that just don't even know... You're killing their game, man. We're going to suffer as population. No, those 18-year-old boys get more game than anybody. Oh, my God. I don't see how. I guess they have... Because uh, they Groom, don't care. Don't care. Let me ask well, you... I mean, uh, I- while we're- I don't know if Taz is in the studio yet. I can't see him. It's hard not to talk yet. It's about just,
1: racing with everybody
0: here. So we're just trying to kill time, audio. Kill Taz. Yeah, there. we're we're just trying to kill kill some time. But I, I'll I'll bring this up to I'll bring this up to uh, <coughs> Taz as well. Do you think Clint Boyer got the short end of the stick in this retirement? Uh, in his retirement, and now did you see the did you see the spot that they did on f s one when cash and his and what's his daughter's name Peyton interviewed him uh I might and have missed that one it was it was a cute segment, and I'm pretty sure that they wrote the questions for cash, obviously, but I don't think the kid can read. Uh, he is Clint's son, so anything is impossible. But he is cute and adorable, and anybody that names their kid Cash, they deserve a star by their name. But do you think yeah. that Clint Boyer got the short end of the retirement go-around with Jimmy retiring, or do you think that what he got was good enough? If, you know, you're know, you talking about a guy who got 10 wins, and, and most of them were, I think, with Childress. Uh, it's hard to believe that, you know, Childress was that competitive back then. Uh, uh, you know, Jamie McMurray has had a more successful career than, uh, than Clint Boyer. Uh, no Daytona 500 wins, no Coca-Cola 600 wins. Um, just, you know, you kind of pick here and there where B- Boyer uh, – you know, did pick up a win. As a matter of fact, I couldn't name you one track off the top of my head that I know Clint Boyer won at. I think Talladega may I don't I don't think he even won at Talladega other than maybe in the – I, I would have to go look at his stats because literally there's nothing that stands out in Clint Boyer's career. And is he played second fiddle to Jimmy Johnson, of course. We're talking about a seventh-time greatest of all time, a driver – Uh, 83 wins, you know, uh, how many Daytona 500s, how many Daytona 500s. So when you're picking the same year as a legend to retire, yeah, I think you're going to get kind of put on the back burner. Uh, You know, outside of a few uh, wins by Ernie Irvin, where was his big accomplishment at, right? I mean, we talk about what could have been, but, you know, it, it didn't happen. Ernie had about 10 to 12 wins in his career. Uh, he, at one point in time, was one of the hottest drivers on the circuit. Uh, but, you know, it just didn't work out for him. I think Clint Boyer at one time was one of the, you know, the the the, the young up and comings. And then, uh, you know, just played year after year crappy rides. And, uh, uh, you know, his uh, stint with uh, Michael Waltrip Racing, which I don't think was ever a, a top-notch race, uh, shop, uh, you know, I know they got a couple of wins in their existence, but uh, you know, it wasn't any, like, you know, there's nothing really stand out on that side either. So, you know, I, I think that Clint is going to transition well into the broadcast booth. He's always been a great personality, one of the coolest guys in the garage. Everybody likes him, but you have to wonder sometimes if Clint Boyer doesn't get irritated at his own image that, you know, he's always supposed to be this playful guy, but yet we've seen some pretty serious sides to him and Quentin and, and one thing I'm gonna miss the most about him is he really he tried to be he went well beyond what Kyle Bush would ever do and that's try to fake it. You know what I mean? He would at least try to fake it. Oh man, you know, I, I you know we just our backs were against the wall, you know, he's just that kind of he he wanted to bring something positive out of it, but you just knew by his by his body language that was just he really what he really what he really wanted to say was to hell with it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm going right. home. Uh, but Clint that, never that's... left us that way and that's why he's gonna be really good in the broadcast booth because uh you know now he'll be able to explain other drivers' frustrations. trust me. Mm. Clint Boyer's had more heartbreak than he has had when. <laughs> oh no, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, Taz will be with us in a couple of minutes. He is watching the uh the series race, so he wants to give us a live update when he, when the heat race is done. So he will be joining us probably in about ten minutes. Um well I'll give you the stats on Boyer. His uh he retiring. He's I, I'm I'm looking forward to him in this Fox booth. I think that it's going to give Fox more credible Someone more credible than Jeff Gordon in the booth. Jeff hasn't driven in years, and Clint's coming off of and going in the broadcast booth. I think the first first or second year that Jeff was retired, he was he was uh, excuse me, what's the word I want? He was um, he was relevant. Then after that, that. and the car's changing, and the same thing will happen to Clint. But Clint will always be be in the broadcast for one year before they change to a new car that he's going to know nothing about. (laughs) Correct. Correct. But at least for a year. But the one thing that he has that Jeff never has had, even in his racing career, was he's comical. Jeff was always serious. You know? And because he was the wonder boy Dale Sr. said it himself He's the wonder boy He probably makes sure you have milk for him At the award ceremony Because I don't even think he's old enough to drink But um, he began His series began in the, his, his career began in the Menard Series The Midwest Series And the Arca Series West Leading to a ride with RCR In what is now the Xfinity Series He drove 17 races for RCR In that series in 04 And then a full season in 05 His crew chief at that time was Gil Martin. And then his first cup start, kind of fitting that his cup start was at Phoenix and his last race was at Phoenix. It was the only start of that year, and that was April twenty-third, two 2005. And he drove the number. What number did he drive that year, and who was the sponsor? Do you remember? What, what, what? On his what, what year? 2000. I know this is a long time ago. It was 2005 uh-huh. at Phoenix Raceway. It was his only uh-huh. start. What number car did he drive, and who was a sponsor on that race? Are you a Race and Reference? You'd have to, you'd have to be in, on Race and Reference. I'm going to say that he was in the uh, 33 car, but I know Correct. that his original, he was, because at that point in time, a guy by the name of Dave Blaney, I believe, was still in the 007. So, the 007 was only given to Clint after Dave Blaney was let go from Richard Children's Racing. If, if I'm if I'm if i so correct, what who was his sponsor on that car that for that race? Oh my gosh, was it a bank? No, it was Sylvania. Sylvania. Wow. Look. And then in 2007, or uh, he began his full-time career in '06. he piloted the number seven, the 07 Jack Daniels Chevrolet, crew chief Gil Martin, uh, and Boyer would reunite for the first time since the Xfinity Series. He won the Bush Pole Award at the bitch, I mean, the lady too tough to tame, Darlington, in 2007. You told me his first win came where? You saw, yeah, uh, uh, at at uh, New Hampshire. Correct. That's where his first win came, piloting the car of tomorrow. Um, piloted the O seven to victory at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. He also compiled five top five and seventeen top finishes that year, and was third in the season's final standings. Boyer's four, first multi-car, multi-win season was just 3 years later the first of those victories was another triumph at New Hampshire where he led 177 laps uh Boyer's tenure at RCR came to an end at the uh at the close of the 2011 season and the final win with the organization by a narrow margin over teammate Jeff Button at Talladega Super Speedway two of his five RCR wins came on the 2. point. Six, six. in right. so, 2010 and 2011. So that yeah. was the very first. Yes, that was the very first race that uh, my wife and I uh, attended, and that is crazy that I that I literally forgot that Clint Warrior I, I remembered it, but then I forgot it because uh, I was confusing myself with the 33 car that uh, I believe he eventually drove. Uh, Full time for because they they just they did away with the 007. I mean the right. uh and the, that was in 2011 that he drove the 33. Wow, that really? was in 2011. Yeah. Yeah, where did got, his first road course? Where did his first road course win come from? Well, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I, I pulled up his his wins now. Sure you I'm, did. Uh uh-huh. You couldn't just play along. Yeah. Couldn't, we couldn't do our yeah. own form of jeopardy here. <laughs> so, I'm you know, going to take a lucky guess and say Sonoma. Oh my god, ding ding ding. What is Sonoma? You are correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, in 2012, he moved to he moved to the now defunct Michael Walter Racing number 15 and captured his first win. Uh, then he won the Bank of America 500 Team owner Michael Waltrip This was Boyer's third win of the 2012 season I apologize about the dog oh, I uh, see
1: now.
0: He, he finished third or he, he finished second do. in the point standings uh, He mired in championship battle Boyer's total hopes Faded at Phoenix in November Jeff Gordon wrecked the 15 And the final laps after months of tension Between the two setting off a mad scramble in the garage that included Boyle Boyer, who had a boyle at the time apparently, sprinting from his damaged race car to confront Jeff Gordon in his holler. Um let's move up. Hey, one of his other sponsors,
1: uh let's see.
0: He did miss the postseason one year. Um in his last year with Michael Walship racing, he qualified for the playoffs after a one-year absence from the postseason. So he missed the postseason in 2014. And then uh, he drove the 15 for H. Scott Motorsports after it was uh, obviously gobbled up from uh, when Michael Waltrip closed his. 2017, he signed on with uh, Stuart Haas Racing. And as they say, the rest is history. I'm going to miss him being in the race only because I and we're going to get to hear him. But I don't know if he'll be as funny as he is during a rain delay. Uh, you know, I don't know if he'll be as comical. So yeah, I'm going to miss everybody him. Everybody expects him to always be this joyous. You know. I expect a different personality, a more serious personality in the broadcasting booth. And, you know, uh, Gordon and Boyer have been both on to throw a little shade to each other. So this is... <laughs> I gotta wonder if old Mike Joy is going to be the referee here. Oh, boy. All right. Well, hey, Taz. Hello hey there. there. Hello. How are you, buddy?
2: Um, Doing all right. All
0: right. So now... We've dilly-dallyed for the last 24 minutes while you were playing Tiddlywinks. And, uh, <laughs>
2: sorry, i sorry, got to play with the big blocks.
0: That's all right. Listen, we don't want you to play with the Legos. We want you, We don't want you to play with the little blocks. We want you to play with the big blocks. Once you do that, you can go to <laughs> Tomsuba and you can teach Chris how to play with them too. Let's, um, let's... Do you think, <laughs> and we. I'm, I'm sure you were listening, so I'll ask you the same thing that I asked. Chris, do you think that... Clint Boyer is going to be more relevant than Jeff Gordon in the booth now for 2021 than Jeff Gordon has been for the last however many decades he's been in the booth. Because it seems Uh, (laughs) like he's only been in there like for three or four years. Yeah, that's four years too long.
1: Yes,
2: I agree. um, On one aspect of it, I think Boyer will be better in terms of the entertainment, color commenting, um, for the most part, and Boyer will know the racing package for the most part, since he's he basically just ran it for however long it's been the last, like two years it is, um, being it's basically running the same package next year because we don't have the next gen um, yet. But in terms of experience um, and what to do, I think Gordon um, fills that part in better. Not trying to say Boyer doesn't know much, but I feel like Gordon um, would be the better guy to go in versus Boyer. All right, so now let me ask you this.
0: Gordon hasn't driven a car in two, three years. How can he tell us what this car is doing with 100% uh, certainty and what changes should be made when he hasn't been in this car for, I'm going to say two years because I believe he subbed for Junior a few times uh, when Junior had his concussion. Whereas Boyer is coming out of this car, so his first year, and Chris and I touched on this, the first year he's in the booth, he's going to be like a god. After that, He's going to be irrelevant in the booth because he's not going to know nothing about the next-gen car.
2: I feel like Boyer might know something or Gordon might know something. One of the two is going to know something behind the scenes that we're probably not going to see. It just depends on who's got the connections and um, who kind of doesn't, I guess. And I guess I'm going
0: to always have the connection because he owns, he's the the
2: the product. One of them is going to talk more than the other. So whoever, whoever does that, we know where the connections are.
0: (laughs) What? I
2: must
0: have (laughs) missed that. I missed that last part, but that's okay.
2: Well, it, basically, whoever, whoever talks <laughs> up more than the other. So if Gordon talks more in depth and seems to be more logical, then we know he's got the more connections versus Boyer.
0: Okay, so it's kind of like this show then, when Chris talks over us, then
1: <laughs>
0: he's just louder. Go,
1: I really was. I really <laughs> would. I was. Waiting
0: on I know. I couldn't resist. I had a resist I couldn't resist. All right, so let's see. Who picked picked Sheldon Creed to win the truck series? It wasn't me. Not me. Not me. I
2: I had. Was it you?
0: We'll talk about Moffitt and our motorsports next. I didn't know that we owned a motorsports, but that's okay. Somebody could (laughs) include my ass in. When I seen you post that earlier, I was like, "There's there's a truck team named Our? I didn't know we bought anything into that.
2: Um, no, the that's the Xfinity team. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's even worse. We can't afford that. We're gonna have to go get food stamps now.
2: <laughs>
0: um, and you got a little one, so that'll help us.
2: I'm sure we'll have to get
0: married. That's that's legal in New York State. We can do that, Taz.
2: But <laughs> um, you get
0: more benefits if you're not married. What's that? I don't know what to tell you. You have to get a divorce. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of us is still married. I don't know who it is. Um, Oh, before we get any further, I want to wish I didn't get to do it last week. (laughs) We didn't have a show last week. I want to do this. My son turned 20 this past Saturday. So he's got one year till he can legally consume alcoholic beverages. Notice I said the word legally, because the boy partied like a rock star Saturday night. He always tells me he loves me, but it sounded something like this. I said, I love you too, son. Don't you think it's time to go to bed? I said, okay, I'm going home. See you later. I looked at his mother. I said, make sure he gets to bed.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but,
0: but he's 20 years old and he is a good kid. So, you know, he's res- he's responsible in the fact that if he does gonna if he is gonna consume adult beverages, that he does it at home. And does it with his parents, right? That's the way you're supposed to do it. And the same, <laughs> we're
1: allowed to administer
0: it to our children if that's what we if that's what, I mean, I wouldn't be giving it to a 12 or 13 year old, but when they're 18, 19 years old, uh, you have the right to. Uh you know, be that influencer. Um, well listen, like I think that I think if they can't sleep they can't at twelve us. and thirteen years old, you should be able to give them medicinal <laughs> marijuana or alcohol. <laughs> One <laughs> of the two knocked your asses out. So that's my opinion. So and in the Xfinity series, refresh my memory as to who won the uh, Xfinity that's series that's title.
1: That's
0: Austin Cendric. That's right, because they were hoping it was going to be a Penske sweep of the weekend for the Xfinity series and the Cup series. And oh yeah, well Chase Elliott. I'm sorry, Chris and I talked about this in the beginning. I'm going to ask you this, Taz. Do you think Chase Elliott's team failed pre-race inspection not once but twice to go to the end of the to go to the end of the, the tail end of the field so he could show those boys exactly what that new car was capable of?
2: I think, and I said this um, last some point last week, two weeks ago. If if one if a team has one car going in, they're putting all their eggs in the basket. And and we know Hendrick, we know Gibbs. If they have a car, if they only have one car, they're throwing all their eggs in the basket and kind of saying, "To heck with you, everyone else." Um. And since uh, Chase locked in at Martinsville, um, giving him the chance to race for it, we knew regardless of whatever situation would be thrown at him beforehand, we knew they were going to have everything planned, especially in worst-case scenario situations, and that just happened to be it. And it looked like all their eggs were thrown in the basket because they got the job done.
1: Yeah,
0: the bell, the the whistles in Dawsonville still have not finished ringing. I think they're still ringing. And I know that's not Taz's beard hitting the telephone or microphone because he done shaved that. And my I shaved mine. Bag. I must have inspired him. It was my bag of pretzels Oh, because there's nothing more depressing than that the golden child. Of NASCAR, now is a Cup champion. It's it, it's 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 horrible. It's revolting. I believe he's the second youngest champion as well.
2: well I'm not sure what about kind that of, one.
0: What kind of pretzels are you eating, Dollar General? Oh,
1: uh, spend some money Dollar. and
0: buy some Snyder's. Yeah. Yeah, there's some good stuff. If you won the bet we had, I would send you some. But, A, we didn't have a bet, and, two, you didn't win. So, now we'll here I'm going to ask you. Uh, maybe I'll send you some for Christmas. I'm still waiting on my Roll Tide hat or shirt. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. And, roll. Uh, oh, Grant Infinger said today Brad, that he hey? still – Grant middle here's my middle finger and finger was and yeah he had my he had my middle finger end finger he still oh, does, he does not have a contract finger? for he, he still he does not have finger? a
2: con-
0: yes he still does not have a contract finger? for 2021 with Dor motorsports so, Thor
2: Motorsport. Thor had Thorport Sport has not announced any confirmed rides next year so far. No. No.
0: And, wow. uh, but he did say that he said he was on track, whatever it was with Danielle Trotta and the most annoying crew chief in history. I mean, he's knowledgeable, but he's annoying. Is Larry McReynolds? I find him to be super annoying, more annoying than, uh than Gerald Waltrip ever was in the booth. But he was on there today with them, and he or was it Chocolate Myers and John John what John Roberts? Um, that he does not have a contract. They don't have anything set up. He is sure he's going to be back in that 98 truck next year, but nothing is confirmed at this point. I kind of wonder why ThorSport has nothing with any of their drivers lined up. It kind of makes me a little as as a fan of the sport makes me wonder why they don't have anything lined up.
2: Well they don't, they don't even have, they, have a
0: manufacturer. They, I mean they, they they paint Ford on the side of the truck, but they don't have any manufacturing support. They're racing an uh, an Eleanor engine. Um the
2: only the only confirmed drivers for the truck series at the moment I'm kinda of looking at it now um, Sheldon Creed, Zane Smith, and Tyler Ingram all coming back for GMS with the same numbers. Um, GMS, the fourth truck, they haven't said anything about if they're re- returning it or not with the news of Brett Moffitt today. Um, Carson Hosevar went to the Rookie of the Year campaign with Nice Motorsports. Um, Haley Deegan will be entering the Rookie of the Year honors for DGR Crossley. Austin Hill's returning with Hattori Racing. Um, and Hill Motorsports is planning to go full-time, but have not announced a driver. And Young's Motorsports, the O two 2 and the 20 trucks are going full-time, but have not announced a driver. So in ThorSport, I'm going to hope for all four of them returning too, but obviously no drivers at the moment.
0: Amazing, amazing. Now, did you guys see that... NASCAR is watching the 2311 or 23XL or whatever the hell the name of the team is, Michael Jordan, Bubba Wallace, and uh, uh, Denny Hamlin. They are watching that to make sure that that is not another team for JGR. JGR. That is not a fifth car. Yeah, I've said this all along. I've said this all
2: along for a number of weeks. They
0: they are (laughs) monitoring it big time. Um, Now, if it's proven that it is, we'll have to see what happens.
2: They can have the alliance, but they can't. they They can have the JGR alliance, which is currently in deal now. But they can't it, but it can't officially be a jGr car so I'm if I have to put it this way a lot of the base has to come from MJ and Denny Hamlin alone um, I'm sure they'll get some like engine uh, deal with JGr or whatever their alliance agreement is but, but I think a lot of it's from the core base of it to make sure it's not JGR saying, "Hey, this is my car. Here you go. You just take you that just take the runnings of it.
0: They can send a, a pit crew member over to the shop, but they, he can't bring his toolbox. That's about that's about as efficient as uh, walking through a restaurant with a mask on and only to sit down and enjoy your meal without it." on. It is a fifth Joe Gibbs race team It is owned by a driver that drives for Joe Gibbs There is no way around this It it is a fifth Joe Gibbs racing team And anybody that refuses to see the writing on the wall Well, they're as blind as this election being stolen Well, I'm glad we're on the same page with that The guy drives for JGR. Do you think he's not going to use the equipment? I mean, how do you separate yourself as a team and not be a fifth car? What is proven is, the DeRoe was a fifth Joe Gibbs car. Bob Levine, he was a third Joe Gibbs, uh, a fifth Joe Gibbs car. I mean, it's, you know. And if, and if, uh, Furniture Row is still alive. This Denny Hamlin deal would be the sixth Joe, Gibb car, Joe Gibbs car. Because... I, I don't I, I don't know if this is the Michael Jordan rule or what. I mean, I can't put my finger on it. This... You know, everybody wants to attack Hamlin's name to Michael Jordan, but from my understanding, Michael Jordan's a billionaire, not Denny Hamlin, right? <laughs> so... Is Hamlin just like trying to make his make his big off of this? I mean, should his name even be on the side of the race car? I mean, really? I mean, you're talking about a, a billionaire versus a guy who drives for Joe Gibbs racer? He is the Technical Alliance. He is the fifth. He created the fifth car amongst his name in, in his in his name. I I agree with you 100%, Chris. I think that this is a fifth Joe Gibbs car. In more than just, um, excuse me, in more than just name, you know, sure, it's a quote-unquote alliance, but uh, where are they getting the stuff from? You know, if it comes down to the last lap of the Daytona 500 and Denny Hamlin's pushing Bubba Wallace,
2: and his mind is, is own' We're going to a Chris yelling and hollering all the way from down south from up here in New York. Well,
0: first off, I don't think you're going to see Bubba Wallace leaving the last lap of the Daytona 500. He'll probably be out by lap 20 um, because it'll be too much pressure. He'll white-knuckle the steering wheel, pun intended. Well, maybe there was. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> and... Uh,
0: but I just don't see that Chris is still laughing at my joke That's great Oh I'm drinking Morsky coffee You can find it at your local uh, Coffee house Just go in and ask for it Ask for it by name Tom. you want the Morsky coffee special And that's the only plug you're going to get Or that's the only plug I'm going to get It's so good
1: And that's not what she said what's that
0: that's not what she said yeah all right so you have a, uh taz we got to get chris we got to get chris uh back on track here taz tell us about what you were watching on dirt Vision.
2: um last well started it started last night It. Um, going on tonight, too, and then the next two nights, Short Track Super Series um, makes their way for the first time to Louisiana for their Cajun Swing. Um, last night and tonight, they're at Arklatex Speedway at Vivian, Louisiana. Um, and tomorrow, in the next two nights, they're going to be at Chatham Speedway Um, Tomorrow, they're only doing qualifying races um, because Saturday, they have a 75-lap, $20,000 to win modified feature. Um, Originally, it was 100 laps, but for some reason, they dropped it down 25 laps. Not sure why, but it is what it is. Um, Last night, um, it was Matt Shepard picking up the win over uh, Mike Guler and Stuart Friesen. Um Shepard was basically the dominant car all night. Um there was times where he get he did get uh the second place driver, whoever it was at the time being, depending on what part of the race it was. Um there was times where he got he did get caught up but he held off everything. Um too, however, he was he was being patient and when he want me to make his moves, he made his moves. Um unfortunately towards about 15 to go, he got a left rear tire. had to start had to start restart deep in the field. Um, after that tire change, he worked his way back up to third. Um, and then tonight they just wrapped up, or tonight so far only the heat races have been for the mods. Redraws happening later. Um, let's see. So for heat race one for tonight. Shepard winning it. Uh, McGrew, Jr., who's down there. Second with Jeff Strunk, third. Um, Those three go to the redraw. In Heat, two, Stuart Friesen, one, followed by the Brandon Hightower machine of Shane Hebert. Uh, Second, and Bond of Speedway regular of Jeff Hetzler was third. Those three go to the redraw. And Heat, three, um... Actually, you no. Know, heat 2 was John Willman, Shane A. and then Jeff Hetzler. I swapped them. Stuart Friesen won Heat 3. Mike Guler and Jack Lehner, the top three for Heat 3. So those guys go to the redraw, which we'll find out later. And uh, I'll be posting all that. And they'll be going for 50 laps, and I believe it's 5,000 to win tonight. So as opposed to 40 laps, 4,000 to win last night.
0: All right. Sorry, I had everybody I had mute I had I had muted my phone and and uh had you on speaker so I wanted to take you off. So everything is everything is what, tomorrow night? The redraw is tonight. And then we you know, go back for, and sit
2: Well, tonight is the second and final night at ArcLitech, so they're doing a normal race program tonight. <sighs> Chatham Speedway, which is the next two nights. Tomorrow is only the qualifying races. Um, and then Saturday is the big showdown. And they did now, announce Chris, how, earlier
1: how,
0: today
2: 20,000 to win, right? Yeah. And tonight, earlier today, um, this is probably going to be up uh, Chris's alley, more per se. The Short Track Super Series has extended their series down south and made their own Cajun region um, to dedicate the modified drivers for um, down south, like in Louisiana and Texas and all of them. So in um, Short Track Super Series, we'll provide the rule package and everything else for for that. Um, but so we're going big block modified races. What's that? We're going big block
0: modified right
2: Get ready. You're going to love them.
0: (laughs) Very excited about that. Very, 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 very excited. Now, Chris, how far are these tracks away from you that they're at this weekend? Oh, shoot. If if we're talking Louisiana, you know, the the furthest it can be is within six hours. It's eight hours Uh to Houston. It's nine and a half hours to Dallas. So, I mean, you know, if you're talking Louisiana – The furthest it can be is six hours away. I can say that. I can say that, and somebody, some Cajun guy will grab me by the arm and say, come on, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: And you'll
0: take me to a place in Louisiana I ain't ever seen. Uh, But, uh... That's... You you just you don't understand Louisiana. You can get lost down there. I mean, and and literally, between the women and the food and the booze, uh, you might you might just not want to come back home. Uh, Louisiana is a very special place, uh, but uh, yeah, they have some great racing over there, and there's there's money. Okay, Mississippi, we ain't got very much money. Alabama, they about broke too. Florida, that's a lot of move-in money. Okay, people people uh move down there and they make other people prosperous because they move down there and create industry fixing boats and stuff like that. Louisiana, Louisiana they I'm telling you, they got a different breed over there. And when they start building these big blocks, you're gonna see people you you're gonna see a different side of uh the big block racing that you've never seen before. And don't be surprised if in a few years the South will come up to the north and show show what's happening. Uh, because these boys down here I had prayed for 10 years that they got a taste of what this big block modified division was about. And it looks like we're going to kick the shoes off. We're going, we're going racing. And I know several guys who uh, I, I just cannot wait to see if they decide to dip off into this big block racing side. When you're throwing $20,000 out there, you almost got
2: to go build you a car, Philip. Well, last night, um, mm-hmm. well, with the Southern super modified series, because they're partnering with short track super series to make. Uh, This week and their uh, newest Cajun region um, partnership of kind of a hand-in-hand working deal. Um, Obviously, we'll start with how it kind of started with Brandon Hightower and, of course, his cohorts and uh, the Bates and Dillard's. Um, Brandon kind of took the wing-modified deal and kind of said, well, let's get rid of the wing, or the beer can, as he calls it. Um, and let's let's do a Northeast style modified racing down here. And obviously they started at three, and then COVID hit. So their one race was... So they had multiple races on hold, and that went... Um, then their return to racing deals uh, came into play. That's when um, in May, they brought in the uh, return from the Corona uh, 32 and 75 races. Um, that's when some of the Northeast guys came down. Um, just before we could actually go racing here in New York at some point. Um, and I know for the Southern Super Modified Series, I think they were averaging, um, just the Southern guys alone, I think they are averaging about eight to nine cars a show, and I think they had, like, seven or eight shows on their own. Um, but last night, um, and just the Southern guys, because there was 23 cars that made the feature. Um, I think about 12 or 13 of those alone are from the Southern guys. Um, I know McComas um, from Mesquite, Texas, he bought a car from Jeff Hetzler. Um, never could get it till last night, and Jeff Hetzler made a deal with McComas saying, if I bring this car down, um, for this week, if I put a motor in it, um, do you mind if I drive it for the weekend? I guess him and McComas worked out the deal. So McComas is driving his own car while Jeff Petzler is driving his car that he's going to be giving away to McComas at the end of the week. Um, and I know Caleb and Greg Dillard are racing. Um, they've been racing these mods since the beginning of this whole thing. um, Brandon would have been driving this week, but unfortunately he fell off his trailer and broke his shoulder and collarbone. So he's got someone else driving for him. Um, but Brandon's moving up to Delaware um, after this year. But I guess from what I've heard, he'll be racing full time down south with the mods and uh, with the Short Track Super Series up here in the north. Um, I believe he'll be doing the south, more of the south region than the north. But I could be wrong there, and he may or may not be making a a, special appearance to a condo. What's that?
0: You may be wrong, but you may be right. Oh yes, (laughs) Um, Chris, who sings that? Oh no, Billy Joel, and we probably should let him sing it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh -uh. Mm.
0: Yeah, but that joke's two times old Right, because Kaz wasn't here for the first one So I needed to say it again
2: Oh, wow
0: <laughs> Oh, just in case turns. nobody saw Because you didn't comment, Chris I know Taz did um, But I know you're about busy dashing doors I didn't say slashing doors I said dashing doors uh-huh. I, I have accepted a job with Pizza Hut as their general manager in one of our local, uh, well, close local um, restaurants here. So I am wow. leaving my current employer and uh, going to be taking over that Pizza Hut uh, next Saturday. Wow. So I'll be, yeah, they offered me a nice package and I couldn't refuse it. Oh. So I was excited to do that. I was sad to leave the people. I'm sad to leave the people at the warehouse, but they actually wanted me to be normal yesterday. They wanted me to be abnormal yesterday. So they got the serious dickheaded Craig and not the fun, lovable, jovial Craig. My (laughs) boss said I don't like this Craig. I said, Well, you asked for it. And he went, Can you go back to the other one? I said, Nope.
1: So when you you,
0: you start up, sir.
1: When When do you start at Pizza
0: Hut? I actually started this past Monday. I went to work at the warehouse. Monday was my first day back to work after surgery. And so I worked the warehouse from 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then went to Pizza Hut from 3.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And then Tuesday I went in at uh, 4 p.m. And I worked until 6 p.m. And that was after working a 10-hour day at the warehouse. So... I don't know how to do anything slowly. Um, what did I do? I just went in and did it full force, and uh, so I did 30 hours within two days and, and within two companies. So that wasn't real. That wasn't real smart yeah. on my yeah. part, but I, but I've never been the smartest tool in the shed when it comes to that. I figure if you're going to do something, you do it right and you do it it's full the force. Sharpest tool in the shed, not the smartest, sir. It's the sharpest well, tool in the shed. Yeah, well, I was never the sharpest tool in the shed, obviously, because I forgot that line. But, um, yeah, I'll be taking over uh, full time. I'll be doing my finishing up my training starting next Saturday. So I'm super excited for that. We're going to do a uh, – Did teach you how to make the pizza? Oh, God, that is so much fun. It is fun. So I'm going to. We're going to have a committee meet the manager night at uh, Pizza Hut one night. And I think we're going to run specials. But Taz, you have to grow your beard back in order to come in. Like two huh?
1: Uh,
0: Taz. Yeah. I don't know. Did you hear what I said? You have to grow your beard back in order to come in and meet the manager. <laughs> As they tell me at the wine warehouse, Craig, you look like a kid. Shave your, shave your, or uh, grow your stuff back. So, and then I'm glad to hear that I inspired Taz to shave his. You don't have to worry (laughs) about people coming in the lobby, though, right? I mean, can you eat in a Pizza Hut in New York? Uh, Yes, for right now. Uh, You can eat there. You can eat in there. We're limited to. Uh, six tables total. And, uh, so, you know, but our average ticket is pretty good. And I think our average ticket is like $35 a a, a table. So, or a ticket. So that's not too bad, but we got to get those tables filled up all night long and, uh, plus our delivery and we have a good staff. So I'm super excited to be taking that over here in a uh, in a couple of weeks. Did they say what happened to the last general manager? Uh yeah, I can't discuss that on there. Oh man. Well, I can. They got no. fired. Because they put their yeah. hand in their till, the till, and they probably shouldn't have. Well, not probably. They shouldn't have. It's not their money. Yeah. Wow. But but I'm working on some things with Dodge City Speedway. Uh, down the road, and, of course, Corroga Creek uh, Raceway Park, Tom Barron's place. We're going to sit down in, in the next couple of weeks once I see what my budget is for 2021, and uh, I'm hoping to be able to either sponsor a race night or uh, put a billboard up at, the, at both tracks uh, for promotional purposes. So I know Tom's pretty excited about that. Speaking of Tom... We're going to have him on next week. He's going to be our guest next Thursday night. And actually, that is our last show of the season. And uh, we have not made the announcement officially yet. Um, I don't know when we're going to make that announcement. Or if we're going to, or if we're just going to see if people, if the 10 people that listen each and every week notice the changes next year. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know if there's going to be changes next year. Never well, that, well, we'll have to see. I mean, We will have and, to and see. That we haven't been discussed it here tonight. We have a very small group. I want to bring everybody in on this. Uh, is this serious. We have a very small group here. And it's been a very small group throughout the many years that Ooh. I've been a part of the 110 Nation and uh you know race chat live is a affiliation of one Ten Nation wouldn't yeah, race Chat Live wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the one Ten nation um jason uh, has been the uh the backbone uh to this uh affiliation for many years now, and uh we're very small knit we actually if we would probably discuss openly what we discuss privately. Uh, we might have a few more fans because we keep it pretty honest. Um, But we do that in a private manner instead of an open discussion. Uh, There may be some ideas. (laughs) You know, maybe putting some ideas out there right now. Uh, But unfortunately, um, we've suffered a lot of loss uh, with just a few of us that are here. And uh, I know that there's been about seven, eight, nine of us that have uh, been a part of this for a while and you know, to hear the news of John Izzo who passed away yes. uh, the other day. It was just uh I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have uh watched any hockey in the last five years uh, if it hadn't been for Izzo's influence. And uh last year Mike Pericone passed away, the year before that, uh, Steve Billmeyer, uh the the grandfather of, of this show itself, uh passed away and it's just uh you know you it's just greg you know what i'm trying to say you know yeah. life is short and uh when you have such a close knit little family like we have here it really puts things in perspective when you look and say wow we we've, we've lost half our half our people like you know john may be listening to the show tonight just because he supports us like that you know, and 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 to know that he's no longer with us is uh, is that you know Mike Pericone stats man. I mean he 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 just completely left the company, but but we found out he was still listening to our show, and uh, we brought him back. Yeah, because he would get he was in uh, the stats every week. We'd be yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I mean, he was no longer we, an employee, but he, had, he he couldn't get away from it. And we all remember how how awesome Steve was, and how Steve just made it you know. Made us a part, and of that's history, why when basically. and that's why when Kaz does it, when he goes, well, I just looked up the stat. I when well, the first time you did that, Taz, I sat, I sat back on the kitchen table, and I was, and I'm not speechless very often, but I was like, oh my god, we got a junior statistician here, yeah, and uh, we got we got a junior Mike Parakon. We didn't even have to ask and here they are, and uh yeah, so I wanna... it's, it's amazing how that blessing kind of filled itself there and and taz was was pretty much a we were gonna one and done him. i mean that was that was the original plan he was coming on as a guest and and uh he listened each and every week, and we reached out to him and said, "Hey, how would you like to be a part of this uh?" this amazing show we got. We talked it up. We sold that shit really good,
1: Chris.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, so I figured out now we can sell ice to Eskimos and those bastards would buy it. 10 people who are just dying to hear our show every weekend. I mean, we have, we have a million, ten million people that have never heard of it, but we've got 10 people that, uh, that, that just live it out. Maybe nine this week. Um, considering that uh, one, we we may have lost one. But, you know, if you sit down and you listen to our podcast, then you're probably thinking these guys don't know shit about racing. They, they really, they don't even stay on topic. They talk over each other. But you know what? I, I think we said it before. I don't do this for the money. I don't do it for the attention. I do this because I like to sit down with people, and I like to talk about racing. I do it for the don't. It's, a, it's a entertainment. And now uh, we we want you to come to our show. We want you to be entertained. You know, we we, we, we want to give you, we want to feed you a little bit. We're probably going to talk about the same topics every week. But we're going to do it in an entertaining style. And if we're not entertaining, then we know we suck. And when we know we suck, sometimes we need a break. Sometimes we need to change uh, how we do things. Sometimes we need, uh, you know, a fresh cup of coffee. Uh, but uh, when it's all said and done, um, this is a tight little... Family here, and uh, we've had each other's back through some thick and thin stuff. And uh, you know, uh, when you look around and you say, "Man, who else? Who else are we going to bring in this fold?" You know, and maybe somebody will come along. Maybe somebody will, you know, stand up and and kind of fill that void as we've, you know, patched each time that we've lost somebody. We patched them, you know, not not searching for them. They just fell into place. Greg, similar to you, you you kind of fell into place there. And it was uh, And it was all because of Steve. Yeah, it was because of Steve. He was the connection. So he was and I think and, and I'm a I'm a firm believer in uh what's that, divine intervention or uh, right, right. something like that. He brought he actually came on the show that I had on on a local internet station based out of mm-hmm. Perth. I had him on as a guest a few times, and then he told me about you, and you and I connected up, and then my show ended there, and I took about a month, month and a half off. Uh, maybe it could have been longer. I don't even remember. And then, you know, you had me on, and about three days after that, you were like, you had messaged me and said, hey, we want you to come on as as part of the team. And, I mean, it's similar to what, what happened with Taz. And I mean, I, I'm sitting here lucky. I'm sitting here fortunate. November twelfth, 2020. I could have been one of the four. I could have been the. I could have been the third, and Izzo could have been the fourth. Um, you know, because we all know that I've not had a stellar year. Right. But right, right. Uh, I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary of uh, emergency double bypass, and then uh, my lung cancer. Incident in uh, Diagnosis in September So I mean y- you just never Know and you know we've been Fortunate we've been fortunate We found Taz um, And it really started Because of, of a mutual Friend of ours and he knows Luke better Than I do but uh, Luke Krakowski from Krakowski Family Racing oh and by the way Shout out to to uh, Jaleel who just Luke's that's Luke's youngest, right, Taz?
2: Uh, tears is the youngest. JL's the next one up.
0: Okay, she just turned seven. JL just turned seven. So happy birthday to JL uh, Rikoski. She just turned seven, so uh, happy happy birthday to her. And uh, I'm going to stop down and see them in a couple of weeks, about another week or two. And uh, maybe I'll bring her some pizza Or something from Pizza Hut Uncle Craig will treat her But so, I go. Go. No I mean it's hell of a year Hell of a show I know next week we've got uh, Like I said we've got Tom Varen on Spencer Cherico is going to join us uh, Plus you've got Another one right Taz
2: um, I'm hoping but can't guarantee <laughs> Well, it, depends, it probably Spen- depends on his schedule and how he's actually feeling. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I mean, between I think between Spencer Cherico and uh, Tom Barron, that's an easy – that could easily be a three-hour show if we really wanted it to be because I know Tom can talk forever. Hold on one second. <clears throat> But uh, I'm looking forward to that. And But what I'm really looking forward to, as sad as it sounds, is I, I got – it's kind of funny. I was listening to – oh, by the way, there's 96 or 90, 95 days till the Daytona 500. And I know that because that was one of – I know that because that was one of Larry's McNuggets because he's already counting down until the Daytona – and even Chocolate Myers said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Roll the horse, slow the horses. Let's get through the off season." Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-uh. I, I don't know what t- yeah. I don't
0: know what the hell Chocolate Myers is bitching about. He don't go to the track no more. Yeah, that guy. But, I swear, all he does is stand there at the at, at children's race. and then, uh, uh. I mean, I know our show Jones. is not the. I know our show is not the uh, most professional, but we're also not on a channel. But listening to him go, um, 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 um," after every time he says something, I'm kind of like, holy shit, dude, let me go to the Garth channel.
1: You know, he's
0: been there from day one, I believe, and you know... It's about time. It's about time to to make some rearrangements and, and, and I love the fact that Larry Mack uh is there and I know that you uh are not too fond of Larry Mack and that's fine, you know, everybody has their own opinions, No, I like I him, I just don't <laughs> I, he's got a lot of knowledge. But I really like Danielle Trotta I think that uh besides she she liked one of the tweets I sent out a few weeks ago. And uh, I think she actually retweeted retweeted it. So that was even better. And I tagged Race Chat Live in it, and she actually retweeted it, I believe. So I was excited about that. Because she can't stand Weird Al Yankovic. I don't know. I don't know who doesn't like Weird Al Yankovic. What's that? Yeah, well, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I mean, it you gotta good. love. You gotta love his rendition of Gangsta's Paradise. Oh
1: yeah, you know, Amish,
0: that's, Paradise. That's, 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 Amish Paradise. Amish Paradise. It was uh, the Nirvana song that he redid. I think that was a it was cur- cover album, as a matter of fact. The Spaghetti Incident. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: So, yeah, uh, Yank-
0: Let's let's foreshadow okay, a little bit Kurt Kurt Bush and I forget who else Because I'm not sitting in front of the computer right now We're down at Daytona And well, guess what they were, were doing? doing They were Tested testing they next were, one. Again. Yes they were Yes they were So uh, That's pretty exciting for um, Kurt Bush And hopefully we'll get to see something Uh out of that over the next couple of days on either Twitter, Instagram, or, um, anything on FS1 or hear about it. I don't know if they're really going to be sharing any information about it. I mean, really, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where they're just shaking down a car and, um, but the good thing, good news is, I haven't heard about any incidents. You know, I think uh, the last two times that the test car has gone out onto the racetrack, it suffered damages because, uh, from what I heard, it's such a piece of crap that they can't even drive it. Um, but uh, we'll just hope that they get it figured out. Uh, we know how hard this was with the car tomorrow. How you know it just took forever for that car to come into. I'm reminded at these races this year of how well this car ran, how well the car runs now. Now we're going right back into the car tomorrow situation where we're going to have a brand-new race car, and we're not going to know how it races. And uh, we don't even know if the physics are right yet. It took these guys 10 years to get this car tomorrow where it is and decent out on the racetrack, and now we're throwing it away. We're going to start from scratch again. Um, I, I just hope it's not, not as ugly as a COT this, one, this, he's having a fucking junk face. I mean, you know, that's really... Uh, you know, a garbage box. Uh, you know, I, I just don't. I just, uh, you know, I, I'm really, uh, I'm just not. I'm just not fond of this new race car, guys. I'm really not. Taz, what is your opinion? Because we like to know opinions.
2: Oh boy. I think, I don't know how I'm feeling about this next-gen car. They keep on saying it's better. Um, I mean, the only person that's really actually tested the waters in terms of, like, just just driving it and not really screwing anything up is probably, I think it was Byron. I think they said, like, he spun the car, got loose or something, but he didn't really do any damage to it. Um, I don't know, just kind of hard to really put into words, per se, I guess. What,
0: what makes a good car, guys? Come on. It's simple. It's a four-letter word. As a matter of fact, it was a character on Star Trek. I didn't watch Star Trek. Data. Data. That's what makes a car good. And until you have a... a, a a balanced data to go back to, then you're you're going to have a junk car. And so we're starting at, you know, we're back even again. Uh, it's going to be a crappy car that's going to take a lot of time to gather data on it and get it out in
1: correctly.
0: Um, we, I think we've, we've done this three times over already. Uh, but, you know, fortunate enough now, uh, they to do a lot of simulations with the specs that they're giving. So hopefully, we will have to go through three or four years of getting the car dialed in. But but I do believe the first two years, it's, it's going to be tough with a new motor and a new chassis. Guys. It's really
2: going to be game game changer. There. Well, some people have d- did say, like, what package are they going to be kind of running? What's the spoiler going to be like? I think for spoiler-wise, if they can... I'm not a fan of the giant spoiler we have now, but I don't I didn't care for the spoiler that looked like that didn't even exist, but it was still there. To me, go back to how the spoiler was back in like the early 2000s, please. Cuz that's a spoiler. Yeah, so you like that spoiler
0: on Clint Boyer's 2007? I don't want the wings. I want, no. I want a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, before that. The, the car of 2006 was the best car in the world. Racing the Gen was Ford. at its peak in 2006.
2: The Gen and, and, and then
0: we decided to bring in the car of tomorrow, and it just messed racing up for 10 years. I don't know what's can going on the down green? there, Taz. I can hear it in the background. It's mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> throwing me off, but
2: yeah, good. You
0: know, uh, he's We just
2: took the green here, so
0: let's see what else we got. Oh, Jimmy Finning takes the EVP, Executive Vice President of Competition role at Rouse Fenway. Mm. Uh, he did good that job, yesterday. Jimmy. Right. Um, what about Riley Hurst? Riley Hurst. That's, Baz, a, why don't
2: you ta- that's a move you I didn't think that that. saw coming. So, in Xfinity Rumors, I was kind of reading up on this on uh, tobychristie.com. Um, they're kind of going over, going over some silly season uh, things, per se. Um, they're saying right now they're they're looking at Corey LaJoy. Um, he's a favorite to go do Spire Motorsports since they'll be fielding two cars next year. Um, obviously LaJoy with GoFast and go Fast going down to part time. And this was, and after, um, before GoFast announced that they're going part time, LaJoy said he was not returning to the team, uh, next year. So, uh, Ty Dillon kind of wants to break out of the uh, RCR shadow. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of looking like he may have to go Xfinity with RCR. Um, and then in Xfinity news, um, there was talks of Riley Herps visiting SHR as they were trying to fill in of the empty void from Chase Briscoe, and obviously the deal was confirmed today that he went that he got the. The done deal. Done um, deal. Then uh, Daniel Hemrick was a Chevy guy with Ju- Junior Motorsports, is now over yeah. with Joe Gibbs racing full time in Xfinity. <laughs> this is big for Daniel Hemrick.
0: This is big. The guy took a part time schedule last year, wrecked off quite a few race cars over at Junior Motorsports, man. You know, he was a cup driver two years ago. Tyler Reddick shows up, takes his ride. He's sent down to banish to the Xfinity Series without a full-time ride. Now he's gathered the pieces. He's got enough funding. He is now the official driver of the 18 car, which I would have never seen this swap. I would have never seen the switch uh, with Riley leaving uh, to go to SHR. Uh, so this is not a, a, a car that I thought would even be available and uh so it's it's big news. I mean Raleigh Hurts to the uh SHR team and, and Daniel Hemmerich fills the void uh, in the eighteen card, giving Daniel Hemmerich, who is an Xfinity series champion, it gives him a slot to uh to to prove his worth. All right, I'm getting ready to fire this out to you because I'm on racing news dot co and uh I just seen where Joey Logano... And I'm going to get you guys' take on this. Um, he considered causing a late race caution.
2: I do remember seeing something like that.
0: He thought about halting that progress of Chase Elliott and stirring the pot with a caution. Some drivers would crash their own money, their own mother, and probably grandmother and great grandmother. She's still still alive at a shot for a shot at the championship. But Logano thought better of it. Instead, Chase is the 2020 Cup Series champion, obviously for his first career title. Thoughts, questions, concerns. What would have been the? Uh, what do you think if NASCAR deemed him to have done it purposely? Obviously, they would have put him at the longest, uh, the end of the longest line. And, uh, but. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I I might wreck my own mother in a race, especially a championship.
1: Uh, let me like start. You're...
0: Go ahead, go ahead, Taz. No, seriously, go ahead.
2: I feel like, see, like I get the championship, but at that point, you're kind of manipulating the race, per se. And hasn't NASCAR kind of gone against, uh, kind of gone against some of these. Guys, for manipulating finishes or manipulating how these races go. I mean, they kind of went, I mean, they didn't go against the whole Eric Jones thing, per se, which I think in my case, they kind of should have went after that. And Hamlin uh, should have been out of the final four, and Harvick should have been in, but that's my opinion. Um, but I think there gives probably. Tossed a little bit of money. Said, "Hey, here you go. Make sure it goes our way." And you know, Stewart—he fair to an extent, but um, I think if that happened, Logano would have been penalized, and maybe Penske probably would have. But I'm kind of glad that they actually didn't.
0: Well, you're not going to benefit being the Uh you know, not not late in the race like that, uh, because you're going to lose position. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to bunch the field back up, while Penske, you know, didn't have a backup plan. or he had, two, he had two cars in the final race, and you still lost the championship. To me, that is just, you know, the odds are in favor of you to win. You realize that, Penske. Oh yeah, you got if it if, if, if Ryan Blaney would have spun out or you know, Matt DeModetto or anybody like that, then you're kinda of taking one for the team. Uh there were times where Chase Elliott stepped out to a four second lead. Clearly had something in that car that was that nobody else had. And and Chase hadn't had it all year. So, you know, whatever they messed with in the front got missed because they NASCAR, I was too worried about what was in the back. So, you know, you talk about manipulating a, a race, well, if you're cheating, and you failed post-race, uh, pre-race inspection twice, then, uh, you know,
2: you're manipulating the well, race. He he passed post-race, and then the, for the champion, they had to do an engine teardown, and then obviously Chase passed that, but, uh, So Yeah.
0: Would we know if he didn't? And it could be like the Democrats. They 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 taking up for each other. (laughs) Here's what he said on Sirius XM radio earlier this week. We were saying, What if I spun out a car on purpose? I caught a lab car, I caught up to a lab car, queued him up off the right front and sent him. I came down pit road, came on first on pit road and won the race. Uh, He went on to say, and I quote, what does that say about your championship and your character and everything that goes on? Where is the line? That's a real question you need to ask yourself in the heat of the moment. That would just show me. Oh, he went on to say, I know I was beat. And at the moment I said, dang it, I'm done. I can't win this race unless a caution comes out. I knew that. However, had a caution come out and all the leaders would have pitted, they would have hit pit lane uh, somebody didn't spell check because they put put lane a wild move in turn one could have brought, could have brought the win. crashing people for your own advantage. A week prior, Kevin Harvick tried to spit out Kyle Busch just to gain a single point and have a chance at the championship at feet at Phoenix. The stakes were much higher. Logano right. went on to say, I don't, I didn't have the heart. You can't do that. To me, it's not, it's too far to me. It's like, yes, you want to win the championship, and championships mean everything, but boy, that's just—you'll second guess yourself to the end. What would have happened if I did it? If I did right, but it's not a thing to do. You just—you just don't. Um, it burned him enough to talk about it. Can you can you get that? Yeah. Write that down. I mean, he—it yes. burned it, him enough to talk about it, so he should have done it. And the in the way. You know, the dignity of winning a championship was I'm racing all year long. And I'm gonna have to try to have this thing sewed up by three races to go. Well, guess what, guys? That that is no more. And you did race a lot different now. But when you got it all coming down to the line, a no-holes-bar for the for the final race of the year with four drivers, I'm surprised that you don't know at all costs. I mean, NASCAR said this is what you can do.
2: This is how he said, it was boys, done. Boys will be boys. And, you want to you wanna find the most for this race? And I don't mean to interrupt, but I just caught this. You know, other than Chase Elliott trying to work through the field and, of course, with the yellow flag pit stops or whatever um, during the stages and the one caution that actually happened, you know that the championship four drivers were basically the top four cars the, the entire freaking race? They, were, they weren't shuffled. They weren't really shuffled through the field like we normally would see at like Homestead or something. Right. I think it's no. They were with each other Harvest all
0: day long. Most race. So even if he had made it in, he he was never a uh, threat to win at Phoenix. And I thought Phoenix was one of those tracks that uh, Kevin Harvick was always dialed in at. Very surprising to see him coming out uh, and halfway through the race seeing them mirrored in the back-to-back. of the pack. Uh, And and like you said, the four guys that were in the championship were the four guys first, second, third, and fourth. Uh, so the right guys were there. Um, but if I was Joey Logano, I mean, obviously, uh, you have to do what you have to do. Because in the end, nobody remembers how you got it. They remember that you did get it. And so no, Joe Logano, that is, now they do remember right now. They Joey Logano could be sitting with two championships right now, okay. If he had done what what he feels like he should have done, and he wouldn't have said that he he wouldn't have come out with this if it didn't burn it. So, right. Yes. my point is, he could be sitting on two championships right now. And when you look back on your career, you don't care how you got them as long as you got them, right? Uh, Austin Dillon proved that uh, by wrecking. Uh, <laughs> What was his name? Oh, oh, Eric Amarola.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, in a way, Johnson kind of proved I mean, Johnson didn't do anything, but um, if you look at the Carl Edwards incident, where Carl Edwards should have won that year, but it ended up being Johnson.
1: Uh, You know, everybody does this.
0: Everybody does this because it's just everybody rehashes the points as they were a long time ago, and I'm I'm surprised nobody, I didn't see it this week. I didn't see it this week yet. But had the points been different going into uh, this season like they were, say, before this whole chase format, this new chase format and this new bonus points, which I think is phenomenal. I wasn't a, I wasn't too keen on this stage racing when it first started, but you know it's like a wart. It's grown on me, and I kind of like it and don't want it removed. Um, that might be a bad analogy. It's, but, a, wart. it's a wart, but it's that? stylish. It, it gives you good good. Maybe maybe it's keeping the the uh, the scar from being as noticeable because it has a word around it or something. I mean we're, we're, correct. Please. That's, oh, okay. That's pretty much what I'm going at. Is okay. I wasn't a big fan of it in the beginning and now it's grown on me and I kinda like it because it rewards consistency.
1: Mhm. And
0: yeah. uh Kevin Parvick would have won the championship uh, at Texas. He would have filled the deal. And this system was supposed to reward those who won. May I remind people Kevin Harvick won nine races and did not even get to race the final race as a chase contender. Okay, so (laughs) now, and I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because that's going to be my next question, and we'll probably close out the show with this. But so that we're not talking over everybody, (laughs) because I have a hard time hearing, and I'm sure the listeners, our nine or ten listeners, don't like it either. I'm going to ask a question that I posed on the race chat live page on November third, so uh nine days ago. Should the regular season champ, and we're gonna start with Chris, should the regular season champ get a free pass to the final race of the season and have four other drivers go to the final race of the season, they have to race their way in, so it's a five eight, five way race to the championship. Chris it's your turn, yeah no i would uh just i would keep it at four, but I would make it three spots three spots I keep it at four, but I would uh make sure there's three spots that are open uh you have three races that are coming to the end uh in the last uh round uh before the chase, so uh before the final race, so I mean I would basically give uh yes, I would give the the regular season champion. A lot all the way till because he did his job for 26 races. He won the regular season championship. And uh, I know you're giving him a bye for nine races, but you know what? Uh, Let him have his fall and put him in there on that last race and see what he can do with it. I think that's, think that's the most important. Because what's more disappointing than anything is the best driver out in that racetrack all year long wasn't even relevant for the last race of the season. That that's that's a turn All right. off to anything. Alright, now I'm going to I'm going to ask you a question. And just a simple yes or no. Are you a politician? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah, And here is why I say that. And here is why I say that with all due respect. I'm looking at your comment. And I know it's <laughs> yours because you, me, and Taz are admins on the race chat live
1: page. <laughs> your answer was go.
0: simply yes, hashtag Chris. And then I can see, because like, we don't know your hashtag, it says commented on by Chris Creighton. So... You agreed with the question that I had. And now you're saying make it a three-way chase for the for the cup and give him an automatic buy. Where the original question was, should there be five racing in the final race? So I'll give you a chance to, because I'm curious why you changed from nine days ago. Did more votes come in that maybe helped you? persuade you one way or the other that you gave you the electoral college credit that you needed? Because I had to fuss. I mean, what? Um, And I don't ever think I've heard you not have an answer. How about them Dodgers? How about them Dodgers? (laughs) That's that's classic. (laughs) How about the dog? For the for the nine or twelve or fifteen or maybe (laughs) twenty people listening, um, Chris had no idea I was going to do that. He had no idea I was going to talk about this thing that I posted nine days ago. It was just he had brought it up, and I wanted to go with it. So before we move on to Taz for his answer, um, I just want to let everybody know that I didn't set Chris up. He set himself up. It's like Brett didn't, Vince didn't screw Brett. Brett screwed Brett. (laughs) I didn't set Chris up. Chris set himself up. What's that? How about them Dodgers? How about them Dodgers? Yeah. yeah. All right, Cass, let's hear your (laughs) thoughts on this, my friend.
2: I'm going to, I agree with Chris in the aspect of you did your job in 26 races. You should be a lot. For the championship, however, I'm gonna kind of say no, you shouldn't get a lock, and here's why. Um, in for me, I don't like this playoff system. There's, um, in a recent video I've watched on YouTube, NASCAR sets themselves up for game seven types and I feel like in racing you you, you can't you can't really do that. Um in a way you, you screw over teams that you're kind of screwing teams in a way that shouldn't happen but yet um you're kinda of awarding teams that shouldn't be there. Um so I mean, I would love to go back to the old traditional Winston Cup format. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, you can't but, say Winston. Ah, oh, shucks. That sucks. Okay, the the old classic racing days. How about that? You just there you go. Where you just award a champion by whoever's on top of the, at the end of the day um, when the season's all done. Um, But I, we obviously can't go back to that. That's just reality at this point um, I do believe that we should go back to the old chase uh format way um instead of the bonus points being um, whoever's on, whoever's regular season champion gets uh 2000, you get 2,050 points and then. You go down by five for each interval. Well, now that we have stages and we have these, you know, stage points and whatever, um, reset your point standings right there and have a chase from that point. Um, I would do a modified chase version. I would say um, take your ten final ten races of the season. So after 26 races, you have 26 drivers. Or yeah, you have 26 drivers. Woohoo! Um, 16 drivers qualify for the playoffs via, via a win um, from the regular season, or you've made the cup by points. Um, reset your standings based upon how many stage points they earn, um, or playoff points, however you want to call it, and run the chase format for the first nine of those 10 final races after the ninth uh, race, you take the top four in points and put them in the game seven situation on race number 10, the championship finale, and run the final four from there. Um, I mean, at least you're A, rewarding consistency, and B, now you have a game seven type moment.
0: But I thought you said you didn't it, like the game seven type moment.
2: I don't like how it how it is now for You, Whoever's the best of three races Like I feel like Per se Let's say Kurt Busch For instance he He only got through The second round Because of his win I don't think he would have made it On points I really don't think he would have Had he not won Vegas Um so I think he got a top eight in points because of because of that stinking win. After he didn't even win all regular season long. Wasn't even much of a contender, let's play that way.
0: Um, but remember when when Matt Kenseth won his championship, he didn't win a race all damn season. He won on points. He won on consistency.
2: But, consi- but he was consistent. However, Kyle Bush, his first championship, that shouldn't even be a Well, that a was a lot. That you, was a farce. How can you call yourself a champion for only missing a third of the season? I agree. Let's,
0: That's why I said it's a put, farce. Let's
2: put, the NFL, let's put the NFL, the NHL, the MLB teams. Let's say, okay, you five teams, you play, you miss a third of the season, and um, – if you finish high enough in your in your division to make the playoffs and you become champion, yeah, we'll consider you a quality champion no
1: you
2: play you play either as many games or very nearly as many games as everyone else yeah
0: you, yes, that, you can't uh, you Jason, can't do that you you sell that you sell that to mr c j sports uh when Ohio State plays four football games. And they make it to the national championship to play somebody like Alabama, who's played eight or nine to ten games. You're right; it's it's just there. If if Ohio State were to win the championship this year, playing half the games as as other conferences, it's going to be delegitimized. And I think that that's what you know. Thank goodness Kyle Bush went out and won him a second championship, where we would, you know, that could basically define his career.
2: I'll put it this way. The drivers that have, I personally believe that have actually earned their championship through this current playoff format um, were to be Truex when he got it with Furniture Row um, and Kyle Busch's second mm-hmm. championship. I think those are I'm literally sure. the only two championships that were, that I think those drivers literally deserved it through that, through this crappy playoff format. if But I will wow. say, but like I said before, I'm not all for the Game 7 moments in, in racing in general. But if NASCAR wants to do that, um, but kind of, you know, reward consistency a little bit, hmm. um, do your top 16 from the regular season, r- regardless if they made it in by... A win by at least one win of the regular season and getting in on points. Um, and then for the first, so you have 10 races left the first nine of those races, they run basically you reset your points, give the drivers your, their stage points or whatever you want to call it. Um, run the first nine races for the chase after that ninth race, the top four in points. Get the race for a championship, and whoever finishes ahead, of who amongst those four can earns um, earns the championship. I, I feel like that's probably the more deserving way than this knockoff best of three showdown. Well, I just say win, and you're in. Keep the same yeah, concept. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. If you win during the I playoffs, agree. then you get to go to the final race. That 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 would. I think that would eliminate all the crap. And if you win in the final nine races, then you get to, you get a berth. And if we got six guys that are chasing for a championship or nine guys, I mean, so be it. it. wouldn't. Would that not be cool to see nine different winners in those nine races and all of them transfer to the championship race?
1: You agree. If you,
0: if, if it's all win and you're in, then that's what we should focus on. Win and you're in.
2: I agree. I mean, one, I would like to see, I would like to see uh, no Cup drivers in truck and Xfinity races, but we don't see that one happening anytime soon. No, no, oh,
0: God, look <laughs> because it brings awareness to the lower series. Yeah. Look at the talent we have stacked up on by eliminating these guys in those cars all the time. We did what we what we set out to do, and of course, when a Cup guy signs up to race in one of the lower series, more than likely they're going to win. But you think about all the opportunities that we've given some of these other kids because those rods are not being raced full time by a Cup driver. It's 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 great. It's added to the uh, interest. I think all year long, which is normally the Truck Series. I've said this many times. I think the most entertaining series this year was the Xfinity Series, guys. I really do. See. <clears throat>
2: The truck series, I like the fact that they expanded to forty this year, obviously given uh some of the situations but in my opinion in my opinion what I think the truck series should go back to thirty two for their field size um because I feel like the smaller field kind of sets them apart from everyone else. I mean, yeah, you could say, oh, well, Arca runs, runs smaller fields, like 20, sometimes 30 cars a field, depending on what track you go to. But, guys, that's serious. Like, this is kind of, like, really the start cream of the crop type deal. And I feel like that 32 truck field is, like, it's it's a big enough field, but it's still small enough to kind of, like, challenge yourself, even though, even if you're starting out.
0: So, so you're you're saying that the uh, the level of competition actually suffered because there was more trucks than than uh, than usual, and that that kind of had an interference with the way that competition it wasn't necessarily leveled out this year the way that it was in the Xfinity Series. I believe the Xfinity Series put out the best racing package this year. I think that I was more entertained throughout the year by the Xfinity Series than I was either the Truck Series or the Cup Series. And, and up until this year, I would have always said the Truck Series. But for some reason this year, Xfinity
2: was, I feel like, more fun think, to watch. I think, I think package-wise, um, if you're talking like actual racing package-wise, it's a competitive side between Xfinity and Trucks. Hands down. I'm sorry. Cup doesn't even have a freaking shot against either one of those two. Um, one year it's Xfinity and the next year it's trucks. But I feel like this year, and I actually can, can agree with you, Chris, the trucks have always delivered on their racing. But I think this year being the situation I was given, going from 32 to 40, Now guys aren't trying to race and prove themselves in the lowest national series possible. Xfinity kind of, you know, with the level of competition, um, and the package that it was in guys who never really, um, got much national exposure versus, Um, In past years versus uh, this year, I mean, look at Brandon Brown. That was a name you couldn't even consider two years, two, three years ago as a playoff driver. This year, now you do. Yeah. Like a ninth or something. The Josh
0: Williams as well.
2: I mean, I'm going to try to look at the final... Xfinity points if I, if my memory serves me correctly um, unless I'm actually um, wrong on this per se I think Brian Wait, Brown wrong. outbeat Brown a single car low budget team out beat yeah he did he out beat a JGR car in points Wow. Brandon Brown drives the number 68. Here, so, Riley Herbst, who, dra- who drove the JGR 18 in Xfinity, finished 12th in the points. Higher than him, Brandon Brown, Ryan C. And 10th wow. Well, you know 11th. why
0: he drove the number 68, right? Because he wasn't going to drive the number 69. You're supposed to laugh. But anyway. Yeah. That you was okay. No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was
1: <laughs> uh, I just uh, I just put this
0: in the race I just put this in the one ten nation thread. I was going through the memories on the race chat live page. And uh, one year ago today one year ago today, uh we had the uh Rick where racing team, media uh, guru, uh, consultant, uh, head of the media relations department, public relations department on with with us. So I just shared that interview uh, on the Race Chat Live page for people to take a listen to. And uh, Tuesday, I'm going to post on the Race Chat Live page I'd like to figure out how to do it on Tuesday on the actual uh, link. The Alan Bestwick interview that we did uh, just after July 4th. Sir? Yep. The interview of the year. Yes. And, uh, thorough. I loved that interview. I thought it was great. Um, I'm thrilled to death that we were able to get Alan, and Alan agreed to do it. Uh, he didn't know a damn thing about our show, and he's probably never listened to it since, and I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but, but it was
0: uh, the it, uh, it brutal honesty. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't blame him, but it was an absolute, I mean, it was an honor for me, and Chris, I know it was an honor for you uh, to have Alan on this past year, and uh, that's one of the highlights of my interviewing uh whether it be racing racing people who I know who we didn't have on we had we didn't have a couple of people on this year we didn't have your uh can we didn't have Kenny Carroll on this year um and I was interested to know if he was going to go airplane racing again this year and I,
1: we just didn't have he, didn't. It. he did Yes, we didn't did. have him
0: on, so we'll have to get him on Tyler, early next season. I, I don't think we have I think we might have gotten Tyler on, but if we didn't have T.J. Hughes on, um one of the ones that I believe I felt like we missed was John Schneider. Because you know John Schneider, Bo Duke, he's he's racing race cars now. Yeah, and, uh, I actually posted really that picture cool on the Race to- Chat live page last week. It'd be super cool if we could uh, eventually get him on. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just send out a message to him um, from from Race Chat Live or or from my page, and we'll see if we can't get him on early part of next season. I think that would be, a, I think that could almost go for interview of 2021. Yeah. Um, but that's putting the cart before the horse. But but Tuesday, and actually a little short tidbit about that. He wasn't even old enough. To do that, the Dukes of Hazard. He lied on his applicate on his uh, in his interview process. If I read that correctly, he was not old enough to do that, and he did it. Um, but we'll have to keep that interview strictly racing and and nothing Dukes of Hazard or Trump or. But uh, well, we won't have to worry about it. The PP Toucher will be in by then. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, I like, I, I really dig the, I really dig his race car. I shared that, I shared that, uh, last, last week, um, Taz has shared the, uh, heat race results 35 minutes ago. Derek McGur Jr. Uh, finished second in heat race one. I know he went over that, but I really, I was having a hard time hearing him. Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to try to get him on, um, just just to hear what he's got, how that experience was for him. Um, even if we have to do it on a night, a different night. Uh, two days. So we have 95 days until Daytona. 95 days. Don't forget and the last is
2: the Daytona road course.
0: Yes, and I'm not too sure how I like that. Um, I shared that actually on the thing about John Schneider on November 3rd, so at 8.53 a.m., he said he can't wait to get back to hashtag dirt track life, a newfound joy. So uh, I'm going to reach out to him and see if uh, he'll answer me and uh, see what he says. Well, the worst he could say is no. Sure. And if he says no, I'll blast him on social media.
2: And then maybe we'll go. shame him
0: into it. Then maybe we'll there shame him go. into it. I thought you will. You know. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna actually send him an email because you can't message his Facebook page. So I'll actually send him an email from the race chat live email. And uh, you know, we've got about five minutes left. I just want to say this has been a killer year. We've got one or two more shows left. Maybe we can get on Derek McGrew Jr. Um, maybe we can slip him in next week. But Dad likes to chit-chat too. So, But maybe we can get Jr. on here and he could tell us about being down south and if he learned any new mannerisms. Because if you've not all figured it out tonight, every time I couldn't understand Chris, I said, what? Ah. Exactly. I didn't say hi. Why would you say, say,
2: huh? uh, what'd you, you, say, say you
0: redneck? Yeah, what would you say, punk? What you talking about, Willis? Get the cotton, get the cotton balls out of your ears. Get the cock key out of your ear. But uh, I've had a blast this year. I'm it take was a cop, great... Ad- and I'm going to the ballpark, okay? The hot dog. I'm going to park okay? it in the driveway. I do have a question, though. Why do park. you park your car in the driveway but drive on the parkway? I'm not sure. I've never figured that out. And why is the off-ramp an well, own-ramp and an own-ramp an off-ramp? Well, because you're getting off. <laughs> Are you?
1: <laughs> it doesn't take much to get Taz <laughs> lost. It doesn't take
0: much to get Taz lost at that, all right? He's he's pretty – he's from a little town called <laughs> Broadalbin. <laughs> Broad- there's one road in, one road out. Well, actually, I think there's two. Um, and most of them are rear ended. So if I right, was wondering when the Deadbeat show is going to come back, it'll probably be uh, the week after uh, uh, the Rolex 24 hours. That's correct. correct. That's Johnson and Elliott
2: team up, up, up for that.
0: Huh? Yeah, John, John, Johnson, Johnson and, and Elliot team are up teaming up.
2: 24. up. Yeah, I've seen that. That's interesting news
0: there. If I was Chip Ganassi, I wouldn't let my guy race with him. No, I wouldn't either. I'd be afraid. I mean,
2: <laughs> I mean Ganassi's IndyCar team is Honda, so who cares at this But
0: um,
2: again, I want nice to everybody say everybody thank you. you. <laughs> we're gonna
0: we're gonna see everybody next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We'll probably go it for two hours because we're gonna have Mister Tom Barron and, and Spencer Cherico, and I'll try to get I'll try to reach out to Derek McGrew Jr. through Senior. Um, if your other guy can't do it, Taz, um, so let me know as soon as you know, let me know as soon as you know, and we'll reach out. I'll reach out. One of us can reach out to Derek senior, uh, and Derek senior loves to talk about racing and, uh, you know, that's just awesome. So, all right. Well, we have our champions for the season. None of us were right. Well, I kind of picked chase, but. Um, I want to thank you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, This woman is a pain right in the ass, telling me how much time I got. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. I want to thank Taz for eventually joining us. I, he was making – he was baking something. I don't know, maybe brownies with special stuff in it. I don't, I'm don't. i not 100% sure. Sorry, Chris, too Chris.
2: watching the big block modifieds down in Louisiana, you know. Oh, 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 you got a simulator, too, right? I wish I had an actual simulator.
0: Oh, no, that's Luke. We're going to have to go down to his house and do some simulator racing.
2: <laughs>
0: if he's listening, maybe we'll get the invite. But uh, I want to <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next week, 8 o'clock, right here on Race Chant Live. The 110 Nation. Sports Network, the one true sports nation. We'll see everybody next week. Chris, be good. Send me, roll tide, baby, roll tide. Good night, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>